0: Harriet the Spy by Louise Fitzhugh, Chapter 5, Part 2. After school, when Harriet went home for her cake and milk, she remembered that it was Thursday, and that Thursday was Golly's night out. As she was running down the steps to the kitchen, she was struck by a thought so interesting that it made her stop still on the steps. If Golly had a boyfriend and she went out on her night out, wouldn't she meet the boyfriend? And if she were to meet the boyfriend, couldn't Harriet follow her and see what he looked like? extraordinary thought. She decided that she would have to be extra careful and terribly crafty to find out when, where, and with whom Olgali spent her free evening. If Ogali went to places like the Welshes did, like nightclubs, Harriet wouldn't be able to follow. Out of the question. She would have to wait until she was much older for that. But if, for instance, this boyfriend were to come to the house and pick up Ogali, then Harriet could at least see what he looked like. She decided to pursue this as she clattered down the rest of the way into the kitchen. Old Golly was having her tea. The cook put out the cake and milk as Harriet slipped into place at the table. Well, said Old Golly in a friendly manner. Well, said Harriet. She was looking at Old Golly in a new way. What was it like for Old Golly to have a boyfriend? Did she like him the way Harriet liked sport? Well, if in it don't rain, it'll be a long dry spell, Old Golly said softly, then smiled into her tea. Harriet looked at her curiously. That was one thing about Ogali, thought Harriet. She never, never said dull things like, how was school today? Or how did you do an arithmetic? Or going out to play? All of these were unanswerable questions, and she supposed that Olgali was the only grown-up that knew that. Where are you going tonight? Harriet said abruptly. She couldn't think of any way to find out subtly without Ogali catching on. Sometimes the direct approach was best. Well, said O'Golly, that's actually none of your business, but I'll tell you this. I'm going out this afternoon at five o'clock, and by the time I get back, you'll be sound asleep. I wouldn't count on that, thought Harriet. Are my family going out too, she asked. Yes, they are. You're stuck with me, said the cook in a grumpy way. She hated that. The cook never wanted to do anything in the evening except read the journal, then fall asleep. Harriet hated the quietness of the house, the wholesale emptiness that seemed to envelop her as soon as the last door had shut. The last voice had called out happily, "'Go to sleep on time. Be a good girl.' She didn't mind at all when they went out, if Old Golly were there, because they always spent the evening playing checkers and watching television. "'How's the weather out?' asked Ol' Golly, unexpectedly. "'Right pretty,' said the cook. "Hmm," thought Harriet. "'Maybe she's going to meet him someplace outside.' Harriet got up from the table. "'Well,' said Ol' Golly, "'guess I won't see you till tomorrow.' "'Why?' asked Harriet. "'Well, aren't you going out now?' "'No, no,' asked Golly, considerable surprise showing in her voice. "'No,' said Harriet, a sense of triumph creeping into her voice. "'I'm just going up to my room.' "'Oh, well, I'll see you before I go, then. "'I'm leaving at about five, said Golly, and she poured herself another cup of tea. "'Harriet left the room. Five o'clock. "'Perhaps she should station herself somewhere at five to get a good view of the front door. "'It was all very interesting.' When she got to her room she wrote in her notebook Where do people go at five o'clock? She's already had tea, so she won't go out to tea. A movie? Ogali oh, doesn't like them very much. Said so they poison your mind. The circus is in town. If I were meeting somebody I would make them take me to the circus. I love the freaks. If I go across the street and hide behind a tree in the park, I can see the front door just right. At four forty five she sneaked past ogali's room. She could hear Ogallie getting dressed and whistling to herself as she did. She must be in a good mood to whistle, thought Harriet. She found an appropriate tree and waited. She waited and waited, looking at her watch every two minutes. A policeman strolled by and stared at her. She tried to look casual as though she just happened to lean against that tree all the time. So what he was looking at. Lots of taxis passed. She watched a woman park her car. A delivery man on one of those bikes with a cart in front parked in front of her. She looked to see if it were Little Joe Curry, but it was a much older man with a little black mustache. He went up to her front door. Suddenly, it hit her. Could this be the boyfriend? She watched as he rang the bell. He must be. Mrs. Walsh always ordered from the De- from the Santas, and this man's jacket had another store printed on it. The door opened, and Old Golly came out. It was. This was the boyfriend. Harriet gave him the real once-over as he and Olgali stood on the top steps, smiling and chatting to each other. He was rather fat, but in a round, hard, not unpleasant way. His head was completely round. His teeth were very white under the trim mustache. His skin was darkish, and the features of his face formed a pleasant, round, cheerful image. He wore, naturally, a delivery boy's coat, but underneath he wore nice-looking gray flannel pants, and his brown shoes were shined within an inch of their lives. He took Ogalli's arm and they walked down the steps together, still smiling and talking and never taking their eyes off of each other. When they got to the bottom of the steps, the boyfriend seemed to apologize for something, smiling awkwardly. Then quick as a flash, he took off his delivery jacket, reached into his cart, pulled out a gray flannel jacket and put that on. He wore a bright blue tie and altogether Harriet thought he looked quite nice. He and Ogalli smiled at each other, then started walking toward the park, leaving the delivery cart where it was in front of the house. Harriet squatted down to hide herself more, and through a bush watched their progress into the park. They were evident- evidently going for a walk beside the river. They chose a path near Harriet, so she waited until they were a little ahead of her, then ran along beside them. She discovered that if they stayed on the on this path, she could run along completely hidden by the thick foliage, and miraculously hear every word they said. Mr. Waldenstein, have you ever noticed? O'Golly oh, sounded terribly proper and enunci- enunciated everything quite clearly. Have you ever noticed how tidy the grass is in the park? Yes, Miss Golly, this park is kept quite well. A lot better than that terrible Washington Square with all those creatures lying all over the grass. Make a pretty mess, they do. Mr. Waldenstein had a pleasant speaking voice, although there was a certain amount of rasp and gravel running along the bottom of it. Yes, I always find it such a pleasure to walk along the river this way. I particularly like to watch the tugboats. O'Golly didn't sound one bit like herself. Her voice seemed much higher, as though she were floating a bit off the ground. A walk in the park is always a pleasure for me when I'm accompanied by an attractive young woman like yourself, Miss Golly, said Mr. Waldenstein.